Love Talk Radio. Medicine. This is Jesse Ann Nichols George sitting in for Daniel Michael tonight. And I apologize, I've got a whole lot of noise behind me. You know, something about LA Starbucks, they just want to see if they can jam up that music about as loud as they can make it. And this one's definitely going for the loudest. <laughs> and uh, what we're going to do is we've got Susan coming on in just a little while here. She's going to be continuing her series on 13 sacred trees. I'm going to try to mute my mic out as much as possible tonight and just let her talk away because I think that's going to be one of the best things (laughs) that I can certainly do. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes. Blessed are we in the awakening all. Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are Blessed. 
Okay, so we are. <laughs> this is Sophie Ann Nichols George sitting in for Daniel Michael tonight. Thanks everybody for your patience as we're getting going, and I do again apologize for all of the um, noise kind of in my background tonight. So I'm going to be going on and off the air a little bit uh, as as Susan's talking tonight, just so you can hear her a little bit better. And uh, I, it's really an honor for me to be here tonight because I just love the work that Susan's doing. She's, uh, you know, she's such a special person inside and out, and she has such a wealth of knowledge that she manages to get into this half-hour show. So um, it's absolutely powerful that she does that, and I'm going to turn it over to her. Susan, thank you so much for letting me be here with you tonight. Oh, the honor is very, very much mine. Thank you so much for giving me a wonderful opportunity in this forum to uh, be able to share my great love and my great passion, which is being with plants and turning people on to herbal medicine and people's medicine. And as part of that, my great love for the trees, for the ancient ones, for the ones who were here long, long before us and who have so much to teach us and to tell us in so many ways. And one of the ways that we've been talking about the trees is by looking at them through a very old system called Ogum, which is like a system of writing uh, kind of halfway between hieroglyphics and an alphabet. And each Ogum character has a great many links. There are the colors of each Ogum, the um, birds of each Ogum, the trees of each Ogum. So we've been looking at some of the Ogum trees in a cycle that I call the trees of the 13 moon. The 13 trees that are used in celebrating the turning of the wheel of the year. It's very <clears throat> interesting. One of the, the things that's very important for me in uh, life is patterns. And um, it can be a little difficult for me to change patterns or to have things different. And, of course, last week <clears throat> was different in that uh, Daniel, Michael wasn't, wasn't the host. I had a wonderful host, uh, Queen Imaku. And there was something about being with her that caused me to start talking about oak, which is the tree of summer solstice. It's the tree of the middle of the year. It's the tree of the middle of the oak because it's the seventh tree. 
leaping over, but not forgetting, leaving behind, but not on purpose, the sixth tree. Uh, because up until that point, we had only talked about the first five trees in this cycle. We started with birch. And birch in the language of trees means you may begin. You may begin your courtship, you may begin your friendship, whatever is going on. And then to mountain ash, the rowan tree, the far-sighted guardian. And then to ash itself, Fraxinus, the great tall tree of lightning, the tree of the connection between the mother and the child, the tree of justice, the ash staff, the carved ash staff held by women who were the judges and the lawgivers throughout old Europe, often with a snake carved around the ash. Dash. And then alder, the tree that bleeds when cut. Having known alder only from the East Coast, I was not really aware that alder could be a tree until I went out to the West Coast. On the East Coast, alder tends to be a lot more shrubby and to grow in wet areas. And it said that for every alder that you cut down, five more spring up. So there's a lot of kind of strange lore associated with alder because it bleeds red and cut and because it springs up so strongly when it's been cut back down again. And then the sixth tree is the hawthorn tree. And certainly not a tree that I would forget nor dare to forget in talking about because its name is composed of the two most visible features about the tree, its paws and its thorns. If you've ever been around a crab apple, you may have seen thorns on the crab apple. Both hawthorn and crab apple are in the same family with apple and peach and pear and plum. And this family, the rose family, it's a really big family of beautiful, beautifully scented, and edibly fruited plants. Well, and this is really fascinating for me, Susan, too, because I've been doing some work out in nature on my tour. That's part of what I do. And the trees, to me, are just so powerful. And as you talk about, you know, the, the coordination with the seasons and the cycles and the turnings of the year, I just find that this is a piece of us that we can't um, forget about, you know, that we need to keep honoring along the way, this connection, this, um, these cycles and these seasons, because they keep us on track as much as anything else. And so I, I'm just a little curious, where is that hawthorn and the crab apple most found, um, say, perhaps here in the U.S.? The crab apple is a tree that is planted, and you'll find it in malls and in residential places. 
Hawthorne is not something that is planted very much in the United States. As a matter of fact, I want to plant a hawthorn hedge, and I'm having a hard time finding hawthorn starts to start my hawthorn hedge, whereas in Europe, hawthorn hedges are very normative. Hawthorn is crataceous, and the plant itself is very beautiful with simple rose-like flowers, but quite small, more like the size of a strawberry, a little bit bigger. And the thorns are quite large. In some crab apples, you will also see these very large thorns, almost like small branches with pointed tips. So the haws, which are like the crab apples, these red fruits that hang from the hawthorn tree, um, and the thorns are what distinguish the hawthorn. The fruits of all of the edible fruits of everything in this family, rose hips, an edible fruit in this family, are known for promoting heart health, but none more than the hawthorn itself. And someone even suggested that we call it the heart thorn to help us remember how beneficial hawthorn is for the heart. An apple a day keeps the doctor away, and a hawthorn on a daily basis keeps the heart in a good place. Hawthorn first came to my attention as an herbal medicine through a series of editorials written by the elder Rodale of Organic Gardening magazine about his heart and the hawthorn that he was being, I believe, injected with at his doctor's office. This was in the late 60s, early 70s. I was quite astonished that a simple plant remedy was being used in that way. And it, of course, is no longer part of modern medical practice, but it is a very strong part of modern herbal practice. There is not an herbalist I have met who, if asked what would be a good tonic for the heart, would not immediately answer Hawthorne because it's in the rose family, because it's related to apple, it is considered to be absolutely and completely safe for everyone. The level of toxicity of hawthorn is the level of toxicity of rose. In other words, there isn't any at all. So learn about it here. So I'm sorry, I missed part of what you said there as far as with the tonic. That's okay. I missed part of it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was saying that hawthorn is considered as safe as rose. And we don't hesitate to give rose, let pregnant or lactating women drink rose hip tea. We give babies rose hip tea. And just so, hawthorn is considered safe for anybody in any quantity, whether they're young or old 
whether their heart is in good shape or not in good shape, whether they are taking any kind of medicines for their heart or their blood pressure or their cholesterol, all of those things are okay with coffee. And that's really important because there's enough things that you can't take when you're, you know, under certain conditions or with certain medications. And I know that I've been having to deal with some of these things as I've been working to treat my cat holistically from the road. <laughs> and, you know, working with some of the basics, coconut oil and things like that. But, I, you know, you always look for these things that, that can go easily no matter what state you're in that you can ingest these weights. So this is really valuable. Yes, I do another radio show called HealthyLife.net. And it, that's a once-a-month radio show. And I focus in on one herb. The whole show isn't just on that one herb. But uh, a, So I decided to do some years back a show on Hawthorne. And as I was doing that show and listening to myself, I kept hearing myself say, Hawthorne for the aging heart. When your heart is older, Hawthorne is the tonic to turn to. If you're, and when I was done with the show, I said, my goodness, woman, did you hear her? She's talking to you. (laughs) So for about the past five years now, you know, um, since I turned 65 and became an official uh, elder citizen here, I've been taking a dropper full of Hawthorne on a daily basis for no reason other than I want to have a healthy heart. It's an easy oh. thing to do. Yeah, and, and these are the things for us to pay attention to because there's no reason for us to wait until something really crashes on us or goes down. When we do some of this as a preventative, then, you know, it really makes that difference in that, like, say, quality of life, maybe later on in life or, you know, how we're feeling when we're dealing with, you know, somebody's pregnant and they're dealing with these things. It's, it is really important to, to take a look at them. Yes, Hawthorne is a wonderful ally. I, Whenever I talk about Hawthorne, I always have a smile on my face for a great many reasons, but one of them is because I was buying eggs at a local farm, and the couple who lived there were fairly old and quite old-fashioned. As I was going to my car to put the eggs in the car, I noticed that the farmer was looking at me. And that meant that he wanted to talk to me and that he was kind of working up his courage to come over and speak to me. So I took a long time putting the eggs in the car until at last he did indeed work up the courage to come over and talk to me. And he got right to the point, which was that he had had an operation on his heart and the doctors wanted to put him on some medication. And he didn't want to take any of their bad word, bad word drugs. And he proceeded to tell me how his parents had been killed by the bad word, bad word drugs of the doctors, and he wasn't going to take any of them. However, his blood pressure was very high, and he wondered if there was anything that I knew that he could use to help get his blood pressure down. 
Now, the reason he was asking me this, because I'm just an egg customer, right? And the reason he was working up his courage to come and talk to me is because this couple saw me in, I think it was Woman's World magazine. And they they were really wowed uh, by this. So I had this kind of aura uh, around them. And I was really glad he asked. And I said to him, yes, yes, there are some wonderful plants that can help you. And the first of them is hawthorn. And you can drink hawthorn as a tea. You can use the leaves. You can use the flowers. You can use the haws, any of those to make a tea. Or you can make a strong tea. You can make an infusion. I'll tell you how to do that. I said, or you can get a tincture of the haws. You can even make that tincture of the haws yourself, even from dried haws. I said, but hawthorn, you know, hawthorn has such a reputation for helping people after they've had heart surgery and for helping people whose heart is feeling tired, whose heart is not pumping as efficiently as it should, and especially helpful for keeping blood pressure within normal range. And he looked at me, and he looked down at the ground, and he shuffled a rock around with his toe. He looked back at me, and he looked up on the hill. And I followed where his gaze was to up on the hill and up on the hill. In the hayfield was a tree, a small kind of gnarled tree. And he looked back at me, and he saw I was looking at that tree, and he said, that's a hawthorn tree right there. He says, ever since I was seven years old, I've been trying to kill that tree. He says, that's 70 years of wishing that tree was dead. I don't think it would help me. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, a, that's quite a a huge thing in there for him to come to this realization that here this tree he's been trying to kill all the time is actually going to save his life now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think that tree will help me, he said. I just... <laughs> And I would think that this would be really valuable, though, because even with a lot of, you know, younger kids, and I know when I was living in a higher elevation area for several years, um, that, it, it, you know, your blood pressure gets bounced all around very easily. And even the younger kids where they, they're doing a lot of caffeine and things like that, it's bouncing that blood pressure around. Yes. So Hawthorne is a wonderful aid there. Well, I don't want to leave you and and uh, our poor farmer here in the lurch. I looked down um, and off to my right, to the other side of my parked car, was a very lush patch of motherwort. And so I took our farmer friend over to the motherwort, and I introduced him to motherwort because... I knew that Motherwort would help him because he was letting it grow there among his hollyhocks. And it does have a pretty, although small, pink flower, and he was quite sure that Motherwort would help him, and it did indeed. When I saw him a couple of months later, he was all smiles and no hesitation at all to come over and tell me that the doctors were astonished at how his blood pressure was quite within normal range, and they simply didn't think after 
what they had seen and what they had done, that that would be possible without the use of drugs. So sometimes, you know, sometimes the, the common plant is not the one that's going to help you because you have been, you know, bent on getting rid of it. But there's always another one that's there. And I think that that's a really good reminder for people as well, Susan, because sometimes for whatever reason, somebody just isn't feeling in alignment with a particular thing. And we do have all these options. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about nature is it gives us multiple choices out there with it. Beautifully said. Very, very beautifully said. Also in this story, let me point out that this Hawthorne survived 70 years of this boy, young man, and then man trying to kill it. So we begin to see why Hawthorne is one of the trees of the 13 moons and why it's close to the middle. It's said that the Hawthorne is the guardian of the oak. And, of course, with those big thorns, it certainly is a guardian. The other kind of interesting thing about the Hawthorne is that it is said that the blossoms smell like a sexually aroused woman. And that Hawthorne dislikes marriage. She does not like to see people closing off any possible... Although there are those that say the Hawthorne is for chastity. And that is why she has such big swords. But uh, the Hawthorne is the tree of the hinge. It is the hinge upon which the door of the year swings. The, the wheel of the year turns around the oak as its shaft, but the door of the year swings on hot, swings on hawthorn. It's a custom in many places as we move toward the brightest day and in the time of the hawthorn to um, do what our culture calls spring cleaning. And uh, they, it's not so much the, the spring cleaning as the idea that we're coming to the summer solstice. Um, what is it that is no longer needed or that needs, needs to move along? I remember the Hawthorne likes things to move along, likes to be the hinge, likes to be the door that opens and shuts so that things are not staying the same, things are not static. We'll leave it to the oak to send down those roots, but we'll remember that the Hawthorne persists no matter what happens. And so the Hawthorne is associated with the idea of ghosts and spirits, that part that can persist no matter what. We've been talking about using each one of these trees as a magic wand and what kind of particular power it would have. And, of course, the Hawthorne wand is the wand we use when we want to change something. Hawthorne wants to move. Hawthorne wants to see things into their next state. So we have these very strong ideas 
about Hawthorne. It's the tree of the heart. It's the tree of the hinge. And it's the tree of the spirit. And I love that you brought up some of the other principles because there's so much lore behind all of this. And I know we're just like down to the last minute or so here, but there's so much lore behind the trees that are energetic, as you say, in addition to the healing principles like the story you shared with with that gentleman and his heart condition. And, you know, it's it's so much more powerful when when we're able to see all of the components together. So Hawthorne is the tree of Beltane. It's the tree of May Day. We still have our spring equinox to celebrate, but May Day will be coming up. So see if you can get some Hawthorne tea to drink on May Day, Hawthorne leaves or flowers, or the Hawthorne haws, the berries, as they're called, all make tasty, delicious teas. And here's to everyone having a strong and healthy heart. Thank you so much for being my hostess tonight. You did such a great job. And I want to remind everybody that you can come and visit me at susanweed.com. i got a big website with lots of fun things there. And you can also find my books and my schedule at wise woman bookshop.com I think right there um, if you're on your computer I think there's a link to the Wise Woman Bookshop and I'm going to be in Oregon in May I'm going to be in Seattle in August I'm going to be in California in September and I'm going to be in British Columbia in October so if you live on the West Coast we ought to be able to meet thanks again for the green blessings to everybody we're, we're going to switch places, Susan, because I'm sitting on the West Coast right now, and I'm going to be on the East Coast in the fall around that time. That oh. You're going to be out here. And I'm getting ready exactly. to head up to Coast Meadow Fact. I'm doing an event in Ojai, and then it's up to San Fran, Portland, and out to Denver, and all the way across. So, yeah, oh, we're nice. just going to switch places in there. <laughs> <laughs> Dozy do. <laughs> Dozy do, absolutely. And one of these days, I just want to connect with you in person because you're just an incredible spirit and soul, uh, way beyond the wealth of knowledge that you have about things. And it just, again, thank you for letting me be here because this is uh, a gift to me, definitely. Thank you. I am honored. Good night, And we will be back next week. And thank you again, Susan, for being with us. Uh, Don't forget that we have... I I won't be back next week. But Susan won't be next week. I'm sorry. We're going to skip a week, and she'll be back in two weeks. That's right. I'll be back in two weeks, okay? (laughs) We'll see you in two weeks, definitely. Thank you. Green blessings, everybody. Good night. Green blessings, Susan. Good night. And just to remind you, we do have several shows here on Main Street Universe throughout the week. Uh, Of course, on Wednesday nights is our flagship show, Main Street Universe. uh, That is uh, oftentimes backed with spiritual insights by Darren Bucare, who is the reader also in Madame Laveau's in New Orleans. On Friday nights, you'll catch me, well, Friday sometime. It's no longer just nights. A lot of times it's during the day. You'll catch me with Activating Compassion Radio, an amazing set of guests. Um, all lined up for the next several months, including Woven Green, who does their own show here once a month on the network. 
they're going to be coming out, and we're going to be taking a look at their work coming up on the summer or on the spring equinox, excuse me. And then um, Monday nights we have Randy Goldberg doing medical astrology, and of course Tuesdays right here, Susan Week, Green Magic, Green Medicine. Hey, it's been a real gift and a real blessing to be with you here tonight, and we'll see everybody in two weeks. Forbidden archaeology, forgotten history, divination, magic, cryptozoology, UFOs, nature, science, and spirit. All this and more right here on the Main Street Universe Radio Network. Blessed are we in the awakening dawn. Blessed are we in the morning. Blessed are we in the light of the day as we We slip into dreams that are calling Blessed are we in the awakening dawn Blessed are we in the morning Blessed are we in the light of the day As we enjoy the Slip in.